Well, good morning, church family. Pastor Andrew here. Pastor Brendan Witten here. Glad to be with you. And uh, as you know, guys, last week um, we were we begun our neighborhood watch series around a lot of what's happening um, in our world today and how that we can be in a position and in a place to be able to overcome and bring an axe to the root of this ancient demon that is called racism. Yeah, and uh, TCC family, you know, we've been in a series entitled Race, Racism, and Real Relationships. And uh, just as Andrew and I spent time over this message, I felt like it was going to be so appropriate for what we've been talking about as well, going after the same things. I mean, that's what I love about the body of Christ. We're going after this together to put the axe to the root of this ancient demon. Come on. And, you know, the Bible makes it clear and says that, you know, where there is unity, that the Lord commands a blessing. And so we were like, you know what, man, it would be really dope. We've been sitting in a lot of interviews and yeah, lots of true. conversations and phone calls and all sorts of stuff. We were like, what, a, I think, a great blow to this, you know, this idol that exists in our culture and around the world would be what if a black man and a white man there you go. in the church get go. together not just for an interview nope but to preach together yep you know and i believe the blessing of the lord is is on this oh yeah for sure i mean i absolutely just considered a huge honor to be doing this and you know what we are standing here together today yep. even as brothers in christ Thank you, Jesus. we're friends but we are brothers in christ and we are standing here together even the fact that we're doing this yep. i mean it's hard to double preach but we're like we're doing it anyways because we're making a statement that racism's not going to win yep. and division is not going to win nope. and the enemy's not going to win because the point is for us in the body of Christ that we stand together and we don't stand together sweeping issues under the rug yeah. or pretending they're not there. But we stand together having the real conversations, talking about the real heart issues, yeah. and then coming together in the name of Jesus and in the blood of Jesus and say, no more, this is not happening. So that's the spirit that Andrew and I are standing here today and we're speaking to you today in. Come on, and as I'm thinking about this, as you're, as you're saying this, I know that we haven't formally jumped into the preach, but I'm thinking about it. You know, a lot of people feel that the agenda that is behind what is happening in the world today is to um, cause division, yeah. right? It's not about um, white supremacy, and it's also not about black supremacy. It's true. The goal of coming to the realization that we're coming to, the goal of fighting racism is not separation, especially in the body of christ amen our heart and our hope is to really empty the arteries of the body of christ with the plaque of racism yep. so that what's in my life can flow to his life and what's in his life can flow to mine and so that at the end of the day man revelation 7 9 that we can contribute through the gospel we can contribute to seeing every nation every tribe every everyone. tongue everyone before the throne of god yeah and it's so true because you know you referenced it already when we talk about when the scriptures say how blessed it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Come Psalm on. 133. And it talks about the commanded blessing. You know, you yeah. already referenced that a little bit. What if, and you know I've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. What if in the middle of all this, 
One of the things the Lord wants to do you, is he's saying, I want to bring revival to my church. I want to bring true change and true transformation. But you've got to come into unity. Yeah. And it can't be a fake unity that's not really from the heart, wow. but an actual real unity. And so sometimes, like you said, we've got to talk to what's going on. We've yeah. got to talk about the elephant in the room because yeah. you can't deal with it if you pretend it's not there. Come on. And you can't deal with it if you try and explain it away. Wow. Or you can't deal with it if you try and deflect it and say it's not a big issue no we need to stand up yep. and say we're going to talk about this yep. but we're coming at it from a place of wanting to bring healing yeah. and restoration and bringing a real unity why because that's where the commanded blessing is and what there if god is. was actually setting us Thank up in this Jesus. season if we will just stay in the room together yep. and go after this for an incredible harvest and revival i sense this this is so this is so so powerful even as we're talking it's just stirring in my spirit because I'm thinking even where we are in the GTA, you know, our church, we've been praying for the longest time. Our church knows uh, we pray for the longest time every week from the pulpit by name for churches, including TCC, you Amen. know, and the heart and the hope has always been to see unity. And what if God, even in the GTA, I believe, you know, people know the GTA for Caravana, you know, people know the GTA because of the Raptors Amen. and all of this. But what if the GTA is known for the kingdom? What if this, this city plays an integral role in, the, in, in, in axing this thing called racism? And I, I believe that, why, why not in this moment? Like, why don't we start this thing out even before we jump in the word, you know, by praying, like, yeah, let's, let's, praying let's do into it. this thing. But let me, let me say one more thing, too, Go for it. because I love the fact there's a, there's a unity of brothers together here. Yep. There's a unity of cultures and yep. colors here speaking together. But I also love that there's a unity of churches. Because I was saying to you before, you know, before all this COVID business and everything going on, yep. right? Like, we wouldn't have done video and done different things like that. But so good. it's not you preaching at TCC. No. Nope. It's not me preaching at Surf City. No. Nope. Even though I'd love to one day and you're going to preach at TCC one day. And you blessed but our socks off before. <laughs> we are <laughs> preaching to both churches Come together. On. Come and on. we're actually in this in unity and it's even two churches. I mean, I, I don't think I've even seen this before. I'm no. sure it's happened. I'm not trying to say we're the I first know, ones. But what a statement of unity. And what if, if we will lean in in this area of dealing with racism? Thank you, Jesus. What if it would build our faith muscles, yep. build our muscles to say, hey, well, if we can do it with racism, yep. why can't we do it as the body of Christ? So good. Why can't we do it with other issues that are splitting and dividing? So good. But this is the one that's in front of us right now. Yeah. And it's what God's putting his finger on. So let's go after this one yeah. and let it be a launching pad. Yeah. Because then you start just getting victory after victory after victory of unity and loving one another. Because that's what it's all about, right? That Jesus is. said the world's going to know that we follow him, yep. not by how loud we sing our worship songs Come on. or not about how nice our church buildings are yep. or how, how great of internet. It's the way we love one another. Come on, John. And 13, this is the time for the church to rise up and say we don't just talk about it, yeah. but we actually do it. I love it. I so, love it. I love you, man. We need I to pray. I love you, too. And we got to so, pray. And so, God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to display the unity that Come you on. had in your heart, even as you talked about it in John 17, Lord, that we would be one even yes. as you are one. Yes. And so thank you, God, that brothers uh, from different places, different skin colors, different churches, that we can stand, Lord God, before you in an attempt to contribute to 
bringing an axe to the roots of racism. And so, Lord God, even in this moment, Lord, we thank you for churches all around the GTA and beyond. We thank you for this message. We thank you, God, for that which will be declared. Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us. Empower us that the words that come out of our mouths would impact not just TCC and Serve City, but they would impact the globe, Lord God. And this, this display, Lord, would also fly in the face of many of the things that exist uh, that come against unity in your body today. Amen. And, thank you, and Father, we thank you that even as we are standing here in the most diverse city in the world. Wow. In a nation that is the only nation in the world with a leaf on its flag. And you said the leaves of this tree will be for the healing of the nations. Wow. And so we just thank you, God, for these prophetic promises that we are about unity we are about diversity, and we are about bringing healing to nations. But yeah. it's not going to be by might. It's not going to be by power, but it's going to be by your spirit. Yes, and so we just thank you today for your spirit as we share. Thank you. And your spirit ministering and speaking to each person in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come I, on. I feel the anointing already, I, man. I we could have just prayed. <laughs> we would get preaching. We just get praying, and then we'd be done. But this I think we still got to preach a message here right on. now. We got to. So, all right. Lock and load. I'm your wingman. Take us in. Let's go. Let's go. In the comments, I think you should just go ahead in the comments, in the chat, and put racism must die. Come on. Come, come on. on. Put that in there. Die. Let's go. Luke chapter 10 is where we're going to look at today. Um, you know, as, as we are both the series, although they have different titles, we have the similar goal in this season. Well, I'm not going to lie. If I knew sooner... I like your title. <laughs> so if I knew sooner, I would have just said, hey, let's call our series Neighborhood Watch 2. We can just join together. Come He's on. really good at sermon titles. I steal some I every once in a while. It's, it's my wife. It's Pastor oh, it's your wife. Okay, let's give credit where credit is due. We both, everything good in our lives is really because of our wives. That's but the there we go. All right. So Luke chapter 10, guys, we're going to go from Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 25. Luke 10, 25. So however it is that you get your, uh, read your scripture, go ahead and grab it, get there. Somebody put that in the chat too. Luke 10, 25 and onward. And we're going to jump in. And so the Bible reads and declares, we're reading from the ESV. It says, and behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And verse 26 says, he said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? Verse 27, and he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Verse 29, but he desiring to justify himself. Everybody say justify himself. Justify, justify himself. himself. Bible says, um, and now I lost my place. <laughs> no perfect people allowed. But he says, yes, in verse 29. And who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied, a man was going down to Jeru- from Jerusalem to Jericho And he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. And the last verse I'll read is, Now by chance a priest was going down the road. And when he saw him, Bible says he passed by on the other side. And I'm tagging in. Let me add him. All right, verse 32. So likewise, a Levite, when he come to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, 
And when he saw him, he had compassion. Somebody out there say he had compassion. And when he went to him, he bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. You know we're going to preach on that. And he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? And he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Wow, wow, wow. So powerful. I just want to, you know, before we jump in, just honor you, man. And I, I you know, you're my friend. You're, you know, and Pastor Brent is actually one of the overseers of our church. Someone who um, my wife and I are accountable to. We have a board of, of five overseers and he is one of them. We're close and I just honor you as a leading voice in our city. I honor you as someone who has been a, a close friend and confidant and someone who's offered wisdom to me. Actually, the first person, the first white person that reached out to me, you know, before I reached out to you when we arrived at this city. And so I just want to honor you publicly and before your church as well and mine, you know, thank you, man. You're valuable and we honor and appreciate you, um, you know, as we jump in. Well, thanks, you know. man. I appreciate it, but you can't, you can't do that and not let me say something back. So, so you're not going to get all the honor up in here without doing that. So I want to honor you, man, because I, I was just thinking about it today. I really feel like I've watched you and your wife be just so faithful to the call of God. And Surf City, I want to say to you guys, you have great pastors, and you need to love your pastors. You need to pray for your pastors because their hearts are genuine and true. I know a lot of pastors. I know a lot of leaders. And I can tell you, this man and his wife, their hearts are as pure as anybody I know. Mm. And what I love is you stayed faithful to God even when you, were, uh, when you faced challenges when you face discrimination I, I know a little bit I don't even know the full of it uh, when you guys have had to suffer through some things to move this thing forward and I want on you because what I'm watching is God is really raising up your voices because you have a kingdom heart and you have a kingdom mentality and sir say I want to encourage you because God's placed you to even be a it's like a bridge in the spirit where you guys are going to be just to bring bridge and connect and bring people you have an anointing to bring people together so never forget that man but i'm on i, I love preaching i'm yeah. already feeling like we gotta do this again yeah, go. we got this go. again so anyways go. but we do gotta preach in the middle of this <laughs> we so do. We do. so let's let's get at it what do we, what do we got you this, kick it off this is powerful man no i think this is this story is one that's familiar within christianity even outside of christianity the we've it's responsible for the phrase good samaritan it's true when yep. people are a good samaritan right and it's all on this story and I think it's powerful because I want to start by sharing this you know just understanding the motive is that you know the gospel and there are a lot of people who feel that you know according to Galatians 3 28 this idea of there's neither Jew nor Greek nor male nor female that we're all you know bond nor free we're all um, one in Christ Jesus and many yep. people preach this text you know with this thought that um, you know, there's no such thing as race and there's no such thing as um, as our ethnicity and all of these things get eliminated. Well, women are still women. It's true. <laughs> men are still men. Preach that. And it's I'm true. still a black man, right? It's true. And, and I'm all, a white man. <laughs> and you're a white man. At the end of the day, the gospel does not call us to eliminate or to abandon our racial or our cultural 
our cultural or ethnic uniqueness. The idea is that God has intentionally made us imago Dei, which means in his image, yep. exactly how we are. Yep. And his desire is for us to use who he's made us to, to, um, to make impact, to bring glory to his name, and also to complement the world. You know, Man, you got me fired up. We're we not even going to get to these notes. <laughs> Come on, I mean, if you preach. think about it, right, you've got to understand one of the things, one of the concepts, the biblical concepts we need to understand if we're really going to understand the Bible is that of covenant, mm. right? Covenant is a biblical concept. Now, we don't really understand covenants in our day very much. Yeah. We maybe hear about them. It's a word that's used. Yeah. You know, some people play Halo and they know the covenants, the bad guys in the <laughs> video game. I mean, it's sad, but that's our depth of understanding a covenant. Yeah. But a covenant actually was in the scriptures is it is a solemn gr- agreement. Mm. often made in blood that is never to be broken. So good. And so Old Testament, Testament's a covenant word. Yeah. New Testament's a covenant word. Absolutely. When God came to Abraham, he made a covenant with him. So good. When, when you study out the cross and what Jesus did, it was all about a covenant. Mm. But here's the key with covenants. Covenants were not about being the same. Mm. Marriage is a covenant. Yeah. Right? And tell me. Come on. My wife and I, we are complete opposites. Yeah. We are very different. I know you and your wife, God doesn't put Absolutely. people together who are the same because then they'd have the same strengths Come on. and they'd have the same weaknesses. When God puts two together, mm-hmm. when God's bring people together, he says, I'm going to bring people who are diverse, mm. who are unique, but I'm going to bring them together in covenant wow. because when we're in covenant, you cover my blind spots. Yep. I cover your blind spots. Yep. You cover the areas that I'm not strong because you're strong there. I cover the areas you're not strong and together we are stronger than we'd ever be by ourselves so powerful and see it's so key it's so i mean and just with what's happening right now the enemy wants to divide that but it's god wants to bring us together in covenant god wants to bring us together in unity you know it's the other thing too even that word unity yeah andrew and i mean i know you know this yeah but if you go like we've been talking about psalm 133 how blessed brothers dwell together in unity that word unity in the original language is actually akin to it's like almost a musical word mm. and it's talking about harmony now now preach now pastor andrew is far more musical than i am because <laughs> i can't sing and i can't play anything this man plays like 15 instruments and can sing like a music star yeah. but anyways the point is he'd do it much better than me when you harmonize or when you have a orchestra mm. Right? There's a beautiful sound that comes when different sounds come together. So but powerful. you're not trying to make all the sounds the same. Yeah. Because then you don't have it. It's actually the blending of the diversity. And so that was God's heart and that was God's intention. Absolutely. Not to take it away, Absolutely. but to say, hey, I've, I've made this beautiful kaleidoscope yeah. of giftings and anointings and cultures. Absolutely. And my goal is in the Holy Spirit to bring you together. Yep. And together, you're stronger than you'd ever be by yourself. So powerful. And this whole, that's the idea of the body of Christ. Come on. There's it's not just the diversity of gifts and talents, but it's a diversity of people that make up Christ's body. Come on. This is why the picture, this is why God sent the disciples, as I kind of started talking about last week. He sent the disciples on the commission to go and preach the gospel to every creature. Come on. It's casting a net that reaches people from all sorts of backgrounds and places. And the disciples, you know, um, the disciples did not understand this. This is why they were okay in Acts chapter 2 with Pentecost just being Jewish people. The 3,000 people that came to the Lord were all Jewish people. It wasn't until later in the book later in the book of Acts that they came to the realization, Peter with the vision and Cornelius's house and all this, that the, that the Holy Spirit was also for Gentiles, which yeah. represented people who were not racially Jewish. It's and true. I think this is powerful because when we're talking about this passage, we see 
that uh, that that this is all at play and at work where Jesus, because I think the, the, the most powerful aspect of us thinking of this, because God's desire is to net everyone. Come so on. we get to a Revelation 7, 9 picture. There we go. But I think that, you know, the powerful thing is that Jesus was always challenging these people in the scripture, the Jews who historically were, because of they were a chosen race, because they were a chosen people yep. in the Old Covenant, Old Testament, yep. Yep. right? There you go. That now in the New Testament, when Jesus shows up and he wants to extend grace to everyone, as was prophesied to Abraham. There you go. The, 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 the call, the promise that was made to Abraham, the covenant that God made Come with on. Abraham was that in him all, all nations, the nations of Come the on. world will be blessed. But the Jews, oh my, I just feel that thing. Come on, the Jews it, got sidetracked because of their uniqueness and because of the special call on their life to bring the Messiah into the earth. They didn't realize that their father Abraham had a promise that extended beyond just their seed. And that's why their desire was when it all when everything popped off their desire after christ was to try and get everybody to become a jew yep not realizing that the assignment of god was not to make people monolithic was not to make 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 the uh, christianity homogenous come on but to be a uh, a a picture of true mosaic right yep. where we're all together a part of the same body and in this same body, this uniqueness is used to be able to make impact in the world and bring glory to God. Come on, man. I must go sit down. You preach nah, good. You're preaching good. I'll go I, sit down. This I is think, good. I think this is powerful jumping into this because with this in mind and what we both shared, the lawyer now shows yep. up. Yep. And this lawyer, this lawyer is not just a lawyer, somebody that's familiar with regular law. You know, commentaries and just diving into the historicity would tell us that this lawyer is actually a guy who is uh, an expert as it pertains to the Mosaic law or the Jewish law, the law of Moses. Yeah. Right. And so he shows up to Jesus and he asks Jesus. And I think this is kind of our our launch pad into this story. He shows up and he asks Jesus, you know, what is it that I got to do to it to inherit eternal life right and jesus answers him so that he asked this question but it starts by saying he asked this question to test jesus yeah now it, you know commentators go back and forth as to whether he was malicious in his intent for trying to test jesus or if he was really just trying to see if jesus if this guy actually had something to say nonetheless he he the motive is clear he wanted to test jesus and later on, you know, there's some more things uh, around his, his, his thoughts because he later on goes and says, I want to know, um, you know, after Jesus answers his question, Jesus, is, Jesus tells him and answers him and says in uh, essentially he's quoting Deuteronomy 6, 5 and talks about, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul and your might. And, Le and Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, which is to love your neighbor as, as yourself. yourself. Yep. So he quotes those two things and the guy then goes and says to justify himself, Jesus go, he asked Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? So I think that a good launch pad and a great part for us to, to start talking around is the motive. This yeah. lawyer shows up and he wants to, he's asking Jesus about this to test him. Yeah. And then he also wants to justify himself. Yeah. And can I jump in on something jump there? Something that stood out to me when you said that, even with everything that's going on around us right now, because yeah. you and I, we know we're there. We're speaking out. <laughs> we're trying to share. You're seeing stuff. And it's interesting because like you said, God's, Jesus is going to his heart. Yep. And it's interesting, but it, it's like 
we all have to be on guard in these situations to yeah. actually let's get to the root of the problem Come on. instead of asking these extra questions to try and dodge around the issues Come on and talk right about like so right Come now on. we are talking about the fact especially with what's happened the last couple of weeks we are talking about the fact that there's racism mm. particularly towards our black brothers and sisters and there's systemic stuff going on and we need to guard against because one of the things the enemy wants to come is okay well what about this or what about that and it's like well we can talk about this or that if it's yeah. legitimate when we need to but right now let's deal with the problem facts right like and this guy is trying to do the exact same thing where yep. Jesus nails him he puts it right down and he goes well he tries to get technical <laughs> right and it's like I'm totally missing the heart of what is going on here wow. I'm missing the heart of I'm just trying to get technical and I'm not trying to hate on anybody if, if, if I'm stepping on your toes I love you mm. but let's be like Jesus and let's go to the heart Come let's on. go out loving God and loving people yeah. instead of deflecting with cute questions yeah. that distract from the core issue of what we're going after. Wow. Jesus, in his response to him, when he answers and says these two things, he is not trying to tell him, okay, yes, this is what you need to do, and you can do it by yourself. Yeah. And this is the powerful thing, because what you said is, is powerful. Motive matters Motive in matters. this conversation of racism. And Jesus, like you said, is trying to get to his heart to show him, hey, you cannot love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and your neighbor as yourself by yourself. No, nope, right? can't do it. He, Jesus was trying to show him, because it's clear, in, in Acts chapter 15, there's this whole Jerusalem council, when people are getting saved, Gentile people who were non-Jewish, and the Jewish people were trying to put the law on them, yeah. and trying to get them to observe the law and you know it's declared you can go and check this out for sake of time i won't jump there but acts chapter 15 especially verse 10 where he talks about he says you guys are trying the apostles say you're trying to put a yoke on uh these gentile people that we and our fathers could not even keep yep. they could not successfully keep the law or do the things that god desired outside of jesus so this is why in the holy spirit so this is why jesus is answering him the way he is and i think many of us that's really where we're at what is the heart behind what you're doing he's looking at our heart and i think all of us all of us it's a season for god to check our hearts and for god to look into our hearts but for us to allow him to go deep into our hearts amen and allow him to speak into our hearts it it, it really matters it's really important and and this guy what he's kind of deflecting jesus jesus is going right after the heart yep and he says let's talk about the heart what's really at the heart of the matter what's really at the heart of what god's trying to say what's really at the heart of of you know because man looks what does it say man looks at the outward appearance but god's looking at our hearts Preach. and so it's an opportunity for for all of us yeah. to let God speak to us about our hearts yep. and just let God talk to us about what's going on in our hearts and to purify our hearts because there's something much bigger at stake here. Hmm. There is something much bigger at stake here and it's, it's really about what God is trying to do and what God is trying to bring us together. Black people, it's not, it should not be, if your motive for speaking up is to prove that you're better than white people, can I just talk about it, mm -hmm. then that is a wrong motive as well. If, especially if you're in a church context and you think the goal of you, you know, speaking up is to divide and separate, this is why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, come on. Because at the end of the day, God's desire is unity. God's desire is not that anyone is supreme or lording over anyone come else. Come on, come on. But that we are all to the place where we are on the same page. So everything we're doing, the crying out that we're doing, this that we're doing is all about us having a heart to... We're not mad that white people have the positions and the, and the privilege that they have. We're just saying we matter too and we want to have privilege 
as well. We want to be able to be in these same positions, but not so we can lord over or be better or exact judgment and wrath and all of this, but we have to check our hearts because this should be the picture that ultimately we are working towards and getting towards. It's so true, and it's the picture of what God's working for. My wife's been talking a lot about it too. God's throne is built on righteousness and justice. Mm. And those two things need to flow together. Wow. And, and, and there's some people that want to talk about righteousness, mm. but they're not very interested in justice. Come on. Right? Which is there. But there's other people, and what we've got to be guarding against in this time is we're rising up for justice, but it is it done in righteousness? Wow. Is it done God's way? So because good. we can pursue a justice that is not founded in God's righteousness, so and there is not going to be a foundation for his throne. Woo! Because that's what we're after. We are after the throne and the presence and the power of come God. On. That's what we're after here. But it's going to come on a foundation of justice and righteousness. So if we don't care about justice, God says, hey, that's not a place my throne can manifest. Wow. Right? You know, we talk about, what's that old song? We enthrone him with our praises. Yes. Right? We build a place yes. where his throne, which is, like, which is symbolic yeah. of his presence and his manifested presence. But God says, you can't build a throne if you don't have righteousness. Yep. which we know first and foremost is in Christ. Yep. But then it's lived out. It's doing things God's way. Yep. But then justice is saying, hey, we're going to take a stand so against injustice. And so it's walking in that together. Very, very powerful. And as we're, as we're thinking about this and we're jumping in, you know, and continuing in this thought, you know, the, 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 so the Jews are in this position, you know, where they dislike Samaritans. And Jesus, this, this lawyer asked Jesus this question from the motive that he's asking him. Yeah. You know, with the motive of testing him. And then ultimately it says to justify himself. And many of us, I think even as we're talking about motive, the only reason you're having these questions or you're listening up is not because you want to do anything, but it's because you want to check yourself to check off some boxes, say, okay, I'm not a racist. No, I didn't say that. I'm not a racist. Okay, I didn't say that. I'm not a racist. And then once you've checked yourself off the, the boxes off, you're like, then you're I'm like, good. I'm good, fam. I'm, ju I'm justified. But the purpose of Jesus answering him again was yeah. to get to his heart to show him yeah. you cannot earn your eternal life. Nope. But the guy in his pride, the fact that he even asked the question to justify himself would show that he was trying to do so in getting these black and white answers. And so Jesus then segues into this, in answer to his question. The question was initially about eternal life. Yep. But then Jesus goes on and challenges his cultural prejudice. Yep. Right? He, does, he just does it. It's everyone's, like a side note. Everyone's. 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 Like, everyone's. This, this story would have been offensive to so many people who were listening. Like, we don't get it. I mean, I, you preach about how, but the, the, the level of vitriol between, uh, I mean, the, the vitriol between the Jews and the Samaritans, the fact that, I mean, Jesus just, Jesus was bold. Because yep. he knew in telling this and making the Samaritan the hero, yep. he was going to offend just about everybody who was listening to him. Especially he's telling it to the audience who is Jews. And a Jew, Jewish lawyer, a guy that is, that is so... You know, he, he observes the law with his, to the best of his ability with terrible exactness. And you are telling this guy the story. And in the story, jumping into the story, he makes his mandem. He makes the brethren them. He makes yep. his community. It's true. it's true. Punk him. It's true. The priest and the Levite end up showing up. Yep. And they, by chance, it says, you know, and they say, nah, I don't even, I'm not even going to deal with that. And they cross the street and go to the other side. And so that's crazy because then it showed that sometimes the people, even in your circle, 
Yeah. You can't even lean on or rely on them. People who are from the same place. It's like, this is why, listen, I'll tell you this. It's some people out there, fam. And I'll just say this just for uh, my white brothers and sisters who are watching. Just because people have black skin, I'm just going to tell you this. This is a side note. This one's for free. Just because people have black skin does not mean that they like or that they're for black people. Right? And there are a lot of people who are spewing out a narrative that is assassinate an attempt to assassinate or come against the agenda of black lives matter and i'm not talking about the organization but just the idea that black lives matters just as much as as white lives and other lives and in actuality many of us we send and we post and we show look here are some black people that and it's not that everyone that we're monolithic and everybody sees the same thing but sometimes people who look like you might not be on might not be the ones that are going to come to your rescue when you're in pain well, it's true. I mean, I think in this season, it's so important that we are operating out of the love of the Father. Yep. And we've got to have discernment. <laughs> we've got to have discernment, and we've got to know what's God saying in oh, those. And it's, it's this thing of a building of righteousness and justice. Yep. And, and, and we can't be like, if you're about righteousness, but you're not about justice, it's going to be faulty foundation. So but if you're also about justice, but you're not about righteousness, it's going to be a faulty foundation Absolutely. too. We need both. And what you said was so powerful. We cannot do this in our own strength. No. We cannot do this in our strength. Just as Jesus was pointing out to this lawyer, there's no way you can do this in your own strength. Yeah. We cannot do this in our strength. We need the love of the Father. Come on. We need the grace of our Lord Jesus Thank Christ. You, Jesus. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives Come on. to say we're going to be united in Him, yep. the unity of the Spirit, and we're going to walk together so with powerful. Him. I love this. And, and when we're thinking about this story and how the Samaritan comes and is the hero, yep. so the Samaritan comes and, and tends to the wounds of this guy who is in the position where he is hurt, the Samaritan. And this is a powerful idea. He, 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 uh, I, I think this is nuts because oftentimes, right, what we need is in the hands of those who have a different culture, yep. uh, cultural or racial experience than us. Yeah, it's so true. It's right. so, well, it goes right back to what we talked about where we are saying that covenant there it we is. are stronger together than we are apart. And you know, it's interesting. Think back to what you were saying earlier, even in the early church, yep. where it was so hard for them to get beyond some of the prejudices mm -hmm. of the day to say, okay, the gospel can go to the Gentiles. Yep. I mean, Peter needed a straight out vision. And I, I don't, I don't, I'm not putting them down for that because I think it would be arrogant of us to understand how the Lord's had to help us to overcome. Look at what we're working through right but, now. <laughs> what we're working through. But it's interesting it's because true. it was like when there was a persecution. Yeah. That broke out against the church Come on. because they had gotten comfortable in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. They had gotten comfortable in the area, but Jesus told them, don't stay in Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. Go to Judea. Go to the other ends of the earth, but they got there. And I'm not saying God was behind the persecution, but what I'm saying is even in the middle of the persecution, because it was the enemy, but it caused them to go and to spread wow. and to move out. And then that's what started to spread things. So and good. then that's what led to it going further. What if in the middle of this season, even though we know all that's going on is not of God, because God does not cause this kind of thing to happen. I get it. But what if in the middle of it, God said, hey, I'm trying to get your attention wow. because you were in comfort zones and I need more unity in my body. I, I need uh, you to love one another in a greater way. Yeah. I need you to not just be not racist, 
racist, but anti-racist, to stand against what's happening. I need my body to rise up. I need them to pray. I need them to speak. I need them to walk this kind of thing out. And what if in the middle of this, even though God wasn't behind it, we can let God get our attention and say, you know what? We are going to get so intentional about this and demonstrating the kingdom of God, and we are not going to stop. So powerful. Right, because some people are worried. You know, after a couple weeks, this thing will all die down. Yeah. Maybe some people are hoping that. Yep. Well, I pray in the name of Jesus, you, Jesus that, yes, we pray that a lot of the upheaval that's going on dies down. Yep. But I pray that the strength for unity and the prayers and the fight for saying, hey, we're going to be together yes, will never stop. And that we will be like the Good Samaritan. Because think about the Good Samaritan, too. Come on. Right? Like, what was it for him? Hmm. Because here was a man who had been prejudiced against him. Yeah. Here was a man who was like his enemy. Yeah. And yet in the middle of that, and, and we don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us a lot around the other text. No. He was by himself. But we don't know what kind of penalty would he have had to pay. Wow. Even socially. Wow. What penalty would he had to pay with people? What? You helped who? You said what to who? And see, but he was still willing to demonstrate, even though he was a Samaritan. That yeah. was the love of the Father. Yeah. Which says if someone's down. I'm getting alongside with them. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be part of the solution. Come on. And, 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 and you, you, you know, you, you, there's even deeper here in the notes. He took his own resources. He did. He took his own time. He paid a price yeah. on probably more levels than we knew. But Jesus said, this is what my love looks like. Yeah. This yeah. is what my love looks like. So and this good. is what loving your neighbor looks like. You're willing to pay a price. Yeah. You're willing to invest time yeah. and resources. And there's going to be times in this season that we may have to pay a price. Black and white. Black and white. We may have to pay a price. We yeah. talked about, will we pay a price for preaching like this together? Yep. I don't know, but I don't care. Right? Because it's the right thing to do. Exactly. It's the right thing to do. And we've got to stand. That's where righteousness and justice comes in. Yep. Even if we pay a price, whatever side of the spectrum comes, yep. we're about the kingdom yes. we're about loving our neighbor as ourselves yeah. we're about living out the way of jesus yes. in the middle of the situation and this is so powerful because as i'm thinking about this the way that uh it went down like you said he uses resources he was the samaritan he's the hero what if the hero in the story is someone that doesn't look like you you Come know on. what if god god oftentimes will send uh these sorts of scenarios to humble us just as we know is the the, the point of what jesus is telling this guy is yep. to humble humble him and to challenge his pride to challenge him in the place where he's at and so sometimes the people it's the preacher that you would never listen to beyond a soundbite that has the word that you need that's for deliverance sometimes it's the music that you mock and just say oh you know today's gospel sunday maybe it's the words that are in those songs come on somebody maybe it's that stuff i mean at the end of the day there are things that uh, because of christianity and colonialism and all of these various things you should go look this stuff up the whole idea was and the reason why a lot of black people are against Christianity is because of what was force fed to them by slave masters and by people who were racist but the fact of the matter is that the gospel is so much bigger than that the gospel of the Bible is so much bigger than that and the reason why God as we keep getting back to this the unity that God desires is so that we complement one another and and this is the thing you know black people we add spice and we add stuff like that to the table and we teach y'all how to wash 
your chicken, but that's another story. <laughs> no, no. But, hey, I'm not going to argue with you on the chicken. Trust me. I, I know all about the chicken. <laughs> Got to get the, some spice on that chicken. Oh, God, fam. My wife has converted me in that area. I'll tell you that and much. This is the truth. And it's like at the end of the day, but on, you know, all jokes aside, we, there's so much, I think musically, for the longest time, if I could be honest, man, I felt like, I tell my band and my musicians, don't play that chord here. You know, don't do that. That's too black. Don't do this. Don't do that. Because I fell into the trap of living a life where I felt that I wouldn't be accepted by my white brothers and sisters unless I whitewashed everything that I did. Even in terms of preaching to the place where I, for the longest time, I tried to preach like Joel Osteen, right? And I'd be to the place where I almost exploded. But it was, I tried to communicate in that way because I felt like, you know what? I'm preaching too black. And so if I preach this way, then, then white people are not going to receive it because my heart in it was to be in a place where I saw unity, but it oftentimes was at the eradication of who I was. I was I've even been in interviews where I've sat with white people for hours in terms of interviewing for church. For hours, you could have filled buckets of sweat with my with, from my armpits because of the sweat, because of how intense it was. And their biggest concern was that I was going to be too black. I've literally heard this in a church context and so i'm just just to put it on the radar and so you guys don't a lot of you don't think that this stuff happens in church this is the truth and it's the way that it happens but i realized after a while i said you know what i can't do this anymore god has wired me i feel this preach god oh, has wired it. me the way that he has wired me and there's someone that is even on the other side of this camera Come that on. needs to hear it the way i dish it out Come there's on. someone on the other side of the camera that needs to hear it the way that pastor brendan dishes it out but god has made us to compliment one another not to cancel one another out come but on. we gotta come on somebody in the comments ought to put god wants you to compliment not cancel out come, come on, on compliment, compliment not, not cancel get that in there just, get that in there god wants us to compliment each other and you know that's on. a word for all of us come on and preach it's all of us because in this season god is going to be intentionally Thank bringing you, things to us that we need in packages we don't expect and I think this is going to even, this is, this is one of it, yeah. but I think we've got to be, that's why we need discernment in this season. Thank you, Jesus. Because I, 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 listen, I'm after the living water. Mm. That's what I want. I want the living water. I don't really care what kind of cup the living water comes in Come as long as I get the living water. So but what stops for many of us is we're like, well, I want the living water, but I just want it in this cup. So or I just want it in this cup. So or I want it in this way. And I think God is just stepping in. He's saying, listen, enough is enough. So good. He is saying, listen, the living water. And I think he's purposely going to begin for all of us saying, okay, I got something for you, yeah. but I want to bring it in a cup that maybe Woo! you aren't as used to or maybe a cup that you don't realize you have still a little bit of prejudice in your heart Preach. maybe the cup's a little too white and God's saying no no I want to get that out of your heart wow. the cup's a little too black or the cup's a little bit too this or a little bit too that yeah. and God's saying I want to get that out of your heart because so as long as it's the living water of the Holy Spirit it should not matter to us what cup it is in and in this season God is saying i i feel like andrew you're saying is enough is enough 
Yeah. And he's saying, listen, it's time that, you know, judgment starts first in the house of God. Yeah. And I don't feel like God is necessarily judging us in a negative way. Mm -hmm. But I think that he's saying, listen, I love you. And there's too many people you are called to reach. But you are not going to reach these people when there is divisions and prejudices and all these things, especially the up and coming generations. Wow. They're looking for unity. They're looking for love. Yeah. And if I'm thirsty, I'll tell you, I don't care what cup it comes listen. in. I don't care what cup it comes in. It can be as simple as a cup as possible wow. i just want what's in the cup wow. and when we have that kind of heart and we have that kind of hunger we will receive from god wow you when i think about it as you were mentioning earlier the the the, the um as, as i kind of shared last week with our church this idea that jewish people they said a piece of bread from a samaritan is worse than than swine which swine wow. you know to jewish people is a, an atrocity and this idea it's like there's a lot of us that you know what it is is we're saying what you need fam is in the hands of someone that may be different than you and it's like yeah. really are you really thirsty yep come on. are you really thirsty are you really hungry Moving on in the story, it is powerful because this individual, uh, this individual, he is moved with compassion, the Bible come says. Come on. Well, it's interesting. You know, I love about the word compassion. One of the definitions I've always loved is it's a deep love mm. that moves you to action. Come on. That moves you to action. You know, a quote that's really stuck with me through this entire time. I've shared it with many, many people. It came from Pastor Carl Lentz, who's Hillsong, New York City. He said, when my sister or brother's in pain, he said, I want to know why. Yeah. I want to find out what happened to cause this pain for you. And then he says, I want to know how to help. Yeah. And that's the heart of compassion. It's like, I want to know why, and I want to know what can I do to help. Amen. And, and that's for all of us. Yeah. It's will we be moved by compassion in this season? Will we be moved by the love of the Father? You know, I've been reading a lot from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. because I think he was such a prophetic voice that spoke in his day but speaks in the times we're in right now. And you know how much he talked about love? Mm. You know how much he talked about following Jesus' example? So good. He said, hate can't drive out hate. Only, Only love is yeah. going to do that this deep love but i think this is a season mm. where god wants us to move us from a a passive love mm -hmm. to a compassion that moves us into action mm. and so it's here in the holy spirit every one of us whatever our background whatever's going on and saying holy spirit what would you want me to do thank you Jesus. holy spirit what do you have for me in this season and everything goes through the filter of compassion yeah right there's there's the aspect the boss says we're supposed to speak the truth in love in love Right? And, and, and we need to speak the truth. Yep. We need to speak. We need to have the boldness to speak the truth to all angles and all sides of the situation. Yep. But we can't do it without love. Yeah. Right? And that's the problem. We sometimes say, well, this is the truth. Well, God, God said we need to speak the truth. Well, actually, he said we need to speak the truth in love. Yeah. We need to speak the truth in compassion. Compassion. And in compassion in our hearts. And I just, I believe God is releasing a fresh wave of compassion Thank you, Jesus. for all of us. And just receive that wherever you are right now. We just together in unity yeah. pray and declare and release the compassion of God. Yes, God. The compassion even on our enemies. You, the compassion even on the people who maybe have hurt us or wounded us. Yeah. We're not saying what they did is okay we're not saying that their attitude is okay but what we're saying is the love of God is even greater and we're saying that I am going to walk with Dr. King used this phrase he said aggressive love yeah I'm going to walk with aggressive love and we are going to walk in the love of God in this season because that's what drives out hate that's what drives out darkness it's the love of God that is going to drive it out I even have a word of knowledge in this moment I just sense in the spirit that there's somebody who's watching right now and I just heard in the spirit you're watching this and you're saying that you cannot this 
this is difficult for you. Even this picture is difficult for you. And I hear that it's that you're saying in your spirit, you don't know the hurt that I've experienced at the hands of white people. And so consequently, you're in a place where you're like, man, it is difficult for me to push past that in order to demonstrate love and to build relationship with. And God is saying even now for you who are watching, we just this compassion that we're talking about. You know, you thought you would do it in your own power, in your own strength. But we just release this and not just for this specific person, but even for the people who may be in this position. We just release the healing of the Lord so much so that the compassion of God, that God has extended to you and I as sinners, that that would compel you and push you forward to be able to love across your preference and love beyond your hurt and your pain. I just declare healing right now, right now in the mighty name of Jesus. This same compassion, you know, Pastor Brendan, this same compassion in Matthew chapter 14, 14, this is, it's Jesus's compassion that moves him, the Bible says, to heal the sick. It's the same compassion in Matthew 15, 32, where Jesus is, it says that it caused him to feed the 4,000 people. There's, there's people that are, that are, that are in need and it pushed him beyond himself to go and do this. It's the same compassion, uh, you know, in Luke 7 chapter, uh, Luke 7 verse 13, that causes Jesus to raise this, a boy from death. It's the same compassion. The Bible makes it clear that caused Jesus to leave heaven, to come down to this earth, to put on human flesh. God putting on the flesh of mankind, the people who hated him, the people who he knew were going to kill him. But the Bible says for the joy that was set before him, that he endured the cross. He literally sacrificed his life so that you and I, people who don't deserve it, for anybody who feels prideful and feels like, okay, now this is my opportunity to rise up and act a fool or the people on the other side who are like, "Mm -mm, I'm not, I don't care and I'm just going to continue to stand hard face and stone face. I'm believing and we're releasing it even now that the compassion of the Lord, the same compassion that kept Jesus on the cross all the way to the grave, that that same compassion would would not only would not only be right here, but that it would that you would experience it and that you would lay down your pride and that also that you would receive the 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 strength that you need to be able to walk out and demonstrate what God has called us to. Come on, man. Uh, I don't know. I've got anything else to say, man. That was just, that just brought it right in there. The compassion of God, the deep love that moves us to action, right? It's not enough just to stop. It's not enough to walk by and say, well, I feel badly about that. No, God's looking for people who are going to stop and they're going to act. And you know what, Andrew? The first place we got to stop and act is going to be in the spirit through our prayer and intercession. That we say, I'm not just going to say this is someone else's problem. This is somebody else's issue. But I'm going to, you know, like Jesus said, he he saw the multitudes and he was moved with compassion. Matthew chapter Mm 9. And and he went and he did something. He saw it. Right? That God is opening our eyes so that we're no longer blind. But then we stop and we act. Will we take the time to stop and act instead of having just an excuse for why we need to keep going? So powerful. And and so the end of the story, the Samaritan, after he does what he does, he he binds and we could preach for days around (laughs) the use of, you know, wine, this disinfectant and also oil. Oil. And then also, you know, this whole idea we could go for days, but we won't go there today. But then he moves on and he takes him to an inn. Come on. And the beautiful thing is, he says, when he gets to the inn, he tells the guy, hey, here's enough money to take care of him right now. Um, let him stay here. And if he incurs any more charges, I'm summarizing, I will take care, care of, of it, it when I come back. And, and this last point I would, I, would, I would put out there, and I think we can land the plane on this, is fighting injustice 
is more than an event or an episode. As you, as you said earlier, you know, you were talking about how a lot of a lot of black people, especially, are scared that to many of you, you're only going to fight right now. But yeah, it so goes it's just on a hashtag. It's exactly. a cool hashtag for like two weeks and then we're done. But it's a journey. Fighting injustice is more than an event or an episode. It's a journey. He committed to coming back if necessary. And so I think that and then Jesus ends up saying, this is the guy that you need to go and do the same to. So when he's talking about who is your neighbor, who's in your neighborhood watch, and as we're talking about fighting racism. And so it's powerful because I think, you know, and I know you have a lot to say to this too, that the whole idea is that black people are not looking for our brothers and sisters to be be interested in us only when this is happening or to want to just rush to the end of it. Yeah, that's We're looking for people to journey with us. We might have this conversation. This is... Over 400 years of slavery. This is stuff that's fresh and is still happening. Can I just be honest? We, black people didn't create slavery or create racism. But in many regards, there are, there are people who are pulling on us and we, are, we have PTSD. And a lot of what you see in terms of our response is this. And it takes time for things to process. And so we're looking for people like Galatians 6.2 to come and bear burdens with come us. Come on, come on, that's to good. To walk with us. Come on, that's good. To use your privilege and your position to put us on your beast and say, hey, you know what? Not as a savior or as, hey, here I come to save the day, but as someone who says, I'm willing to walk alongside you yep. to empathize come on. and to go with you for the long haul. You know, and it's interesting what you said too, what stood out to me so much, and I think the gospel is demonstrated so clearly in this, because the Samaritan picks him up, yeah. he uses what he has, yep. but he knows he can't do it by himself. Mm. And so he Woo. takes him to an inn and puts him into the hands of the innkeeper who could represent the power of the Holy Spirit. And see, it's understanding again too that in this, we understand that none of us have what it takes. Mm. And we've got to, in prayer and in relationships wow. and in true brotherhood, we've got to help people get to the, it's kind of like the four men who brought their friend to Jesus. Yeah. And they said like, they didn't have the answers, but they said, we know who has the answers. So we're going to carry you and we're going to invest to help you get there and in the same way whatever way this goes because this can apply to all angles of this conversation that we understand you got to get people to the house get people to the inn where there can be restoration oh that's so good man I, I think this has been so powerful and I hope that you hear you know no matter where you are that ultimately the answer is Jesus that you know whether it is you need that you need healing whether it is that you need the strength to be able to go beyond your preference and to have a softened heart towards to be able to exhibit compassion to those who are hurting you know or even just a mind to be able to comprehend and understand what you're hearing it's the lord and most importantly it's through a relationship with jesus come on and so you know we, we would be remiss if we didn't end this after all of this talk and you know to talk about the fact that Jesus wants to be in relationship with you. And as you've heard us say time and time again throughout this message, it's all about this end picture where we all, no matter what we look like, no matter where we're from, that we get to be one in Christ. The ground at the foot of the cross is level and all of us can come and be connected with Christ. And so we want to invite you today. We want to extend to you, extend to you, extend to you the opportunity to put trust and faith in Christ. Whether it's your first time or whether you're someone who has 
gone away, yep. even if you've run away, Jesus has not run away from you. And you have the opportunity to get right today by putting your trust in your faith in Jesus. Not being like the, the lawyer, like, wait, let me just check. So how many old ladies did I help across the street today? How many good deeds? Your good deeds don't save you. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says that by, for by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of your works. Just in case anybody could boast so that we could big ourselves up and be like, you know what? I'm not a racist, so I'm good and I'm going to heaven. It's, it has nothing to do with that. It's about Jesus' coming, dying for our sins rising from death on our behalf and we rest and put our trust and faith in him you know and it's so true because i think and we're boldly part of us standing here is it's because of him and it's because of his love Thank you, Jesus. and it's because of our relationship with him and i know there's a lot of people looking around right now at our world and they're saying is there any hope wow or they may be not even asking if there's any hope anymore they're just saying there is no hope there is no hope for people there's no hope for love there's no hope for unity it just seems but we want to boldly declare today that there's hope in Jesus so good. there is hope in the gospel there is hope in the fact that we be that's what it's talking about when we become one in him mm. it doesn't take away the uniqueness of who we are it just joins us together in the spirit as on. one body that reflects him and who he is and so I just want to declare to you I want you to know there is hope there is. not in us not in our own efforts, but in the love of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're inviting you to. We're not inviting you to a religion. Mm. We're not inviting you to join a church. I mean, I, we, we got two churches represented right here. I mean, I guess we could say pick one or the other. But we're not trying to get you to join a church. We're trying to get you into relationship with Jesus. So and that will change your life. And so, yeah, totally. If there's anyone watching this, give your life to him today. You know, I heard a man say a, a, a number of months ago, and it's just stuck with me ever since. He says... The devil doesn't have to get us to say no to Jesus. Mm. All he has to do is get us to say not today enough times. Wow. Because one time we're not going to have another day. Wow. And so I want to encourage you today that you don't say not today and then not today and then not today and then not today. And all of a sudden you don't have another day. So good. If God is calling you in the middle of all this, in the middle of all that's going around our world right now, hear his call and say yes to him. Come home to the Father. Yeah. Come home to his love. Come home to his grace. He is calling you home today. Wow. So in this moment, uh, wherever you are, I don't know where you're at. If you're in your living room, you're in your bedroom, you might be in the car watching this. I don't know where you're at. But in this moment, we just want to call you to make this decision. I'm going to lead a prayer right now. And this is a prayer of commitment. And whether it's your first time or it's a recommitment to the Lord of your life, it's not a prayer that saves. It's Jesus who saves. However, this prayer is drawing a line in the sand, saying, you know what, this far and no further. I'm going to make, I'm moving forward with Jesus all the way. And so I want you to repeat this after me and mean it with all your heart. And we just say, God, God thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus. 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 Thank you for dying for our sins. Thank you for dying for our sins. And rising from death with all power. And rising from death with all power. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me new. Make me new. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. And be with me now. And be with me now. And forevermore. And forevermore. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We celebrate with you if you made that decision. Glory to God. In this moment, Pastor Brendan, you know, I think it would be powerful if you prayed, man. And, you know, over what we've talked about, you yeah. know, even over those who are watching right now who may need to be humbled or who are in a position that need healing. Like, I think that we, we should pray into that. 
Yeah, let's pray into that right now. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity I've had just to stand here with my brother from another mother and declare who you are and declare your word and to preach your word, Father. And Lord, we pray for every person that has listened to this webcast, Father. Lord, whatever context they're hearing it in. And we pray for the love of the Father, the compassion of God God to fill their hearts. Lord, for some, that compassion is coming and it's bringing healing because they've been wounded and they've been hurt, and rightfully so. But you are their loving Father and you're coming in and you're binding up those wounds because when they're carrying those wounds, they're not able to run for you the way they're supposed to. And I thank you that you are bringing healing to those who need healing. Lord, I also thank you that you are bringing humility to those who need humility. If there's those of us who are watching God who are carrying prejudices in our heart from whatever end of the spectrum that you are speaking to us, God. Lord, and you are putting your finger on that and we are saying yes to you. We are allowing the compassion of God to eradicate any level of prejudice in our heart against any person, against any type of organization, God. You are putting the compassion of God in our heart. Yes. Yo, Andrew, if I can be bold as well, too, I haven't feel there's some people today because there's a lot going on right now. God's love for everyone, including police officers, yes. including government officials and government authorities. Yes. It's not okay for us to carry prejudice or to carry anger against them. We can stand for righteousness but yeah. still walk in love. Yeah. And so, Father, whatever it is that we would have the humility in our hearts, yes. And we would have in our hearts the humility to say, God, I want to walk in your love. And I'm going to walk in this love in the name of Jesus. And so we just speak this and we declare this and we thank you for this, God, in Jesus' name.